Albert. Albert. Yeah, no, no not, not, not that guy that you've seen on the news. In the closet. Hear, like, Christian Bale potentially going, Where is she? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop with that shit right now. Oh, he's he's not he is not liking it when we are saying our Kelly. But in the closet. Got anyway. right in the fields. We are live. Alright. Welcome everyone to Pajangers and Wallhangers Radio Network, episode 21. 21! Oh man. Well, you'll notice, obviously, off of the jump, that one Mr. Kelly Collins, Mr. Twitchy Wilson, is missing among us this week. Our Kelly is not here? Our (laughs) Kelly is not here. (laughs) Also a great name. Our Kelly? (laughs) Yes. Our Kelly. Our Our Kelly. Our Kelly. Our Kelly. Kelly. No, no, not, not that guy that you've seen on the news. In the closet? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, in the funny in the funny memes, not that guy. We're talking about our Kelly, our <laughs> Kelly specifically. So uh, yeah, he's not with us. He's with the wife. Obviously, got the um, being his wife's about to pop. She is man. The due date's this Sunday, and uh, you know, obviously, uh, we will miss Kelly this week. But we'll see if we can get him back next week. Obviously, baby aside, we still gotta. Keep doing the podcast, and I'm sure he'll try to tune in here when he can. Um, besides that, I would say that we, uh, yeah, our Kelly. Him aside, we're obviously going to get back into the news. Um, Tales from the Morgue, still going strong. Check out the trailer, the website, ripped-studios.com for the latest in that. We're going to be bringing you episode one shortly in the spring. And then we'll have the GoGoFundMe Kickstarter in the summer. And Kelly has already voiced his concerns about the uh, new name. But Kelly, this you are our Kelly. That's your name. Our. Kelly. Ours. Not our. Ours. It's a completely separate thing. Completely separate. So, obviously, I am the Matt Man. Uh, this here to my right is one Mr. Christopher Bristow, the old man. And to my left is my big brother, Stephen Bugero. Always with the color commentary from the side. And watching the comment section. So, if you have anything that you do want to say... So what what would you like to start with first? You want to go mm. gaming, movies, or bullshit? 
You know what, man? I kind of think that... Let's hit this one off hard. I'm going to start off with uh, the gaming news. And uh, we'll go from there. So, first thing up I have in the gaming news. I won't go heavy. I'll start off light. Because this one just kind of popped up shortly. Which is Harry Potter. Um, Harry Potter uh, Wizard Unit. Or as what we can call it, is Pokepotter. Um, it's essentially <laughs> Pokemon Go, Harry Potter... And it's, Hermione, I choose you. Yeah, <laughs> and you're gonna get Harry Potter and Hermione voices in the whole in the whole experience. You'd be able to see all the locations and chase brooms, and you know you'll the it's interesting because instead of Pokemon, you have you'll you know Betty here, and then you do little spells to gain uh, yeah. magical artifacts to fix the time continuum. So there's a nice little story behind it, and it's definitely uh, was watching the trailer. It looks. Just like, if you liked the concept of Pokemon Go, but you're not really a Pokemon fan, you're more of a Harry Potter fan, it's right up your alley, man, because they're catering specifically to you. Nautic is very, uh, them and WB are releasing uh, this game. No release date yet, but it's kind of been known they've been working on this, so it's nice that they give out the uh, gameplay and uh, show exactly what they're doing, because a little bit of transparency goes a long way into getting people hyped up about this, so... If you are a Harry Potter fan, I know people in my family and friends list that definitely are. It's definitely something to watch out for on your phone. So this just popped in my head. So um, take this whole this whole genre of like interactive gaming, as far as like just I call it gaming light. Yeah. Um, what about a what about a DC version of Batman to like interrogate suspects? Go bigger, man. Justice League. You pick your hero, that's kind of like, you know, and that's the kind of villains and stuff you see around you that you kind of capture crime and you look for clues and capture different kind of collectibles. Yeah, but I just want, I just want to, just like, want Batman. I just want to be, like, be able to, like, throw a batarang and hear, like, Christian Bale potentially go, where is she? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... I would. I was trying to think of a game that I would like to see as like Pokemon Go esque, and obviously Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is an easy one. That's a layup because yeah. I think they're also somebody. I think is working on something like that, but I don't know, man. With Pokemon and now the Harry Potter, I mean, that kind of gaming is good. It's cliche kind of because it's a niche market that you're really catering to. There's yeah, only so I, far I, you can go. Yeah, I mean, Egress, which evolved into the same company made Pokemon Go, I mean, like, we're at the point where, like, Google Glasses, because that would just be cool. Just to be like, yeah, oh, go, there it is, right there. And be like, Push, all right. I mean, VR really is, I think a lot of the stuff that they do have coming is good. Interactive aug augmented reality, to give a true immersion of it, it would be good. And Nautic is really good at, uh, at augmented reality. Yeah, but the Google Glasses thing, that, that whole concept, that would just... They were drive. they were roughly this big. Yeah, on let, let's make them a little... Let's make them a little... Just make them Bluetooth connectable and just... smaller. If they were like the size of real glasses and you could just have all the information right here, that'd yeah. be different. Yeah. But, uh... yeah, but still, I mean, it's definitely one of those games. It's going to be free. You're going to spend a bunch of money and a bunch of time, if you're a fan of it, to actually, you know... Uh, just to get into it, because like uh, Dan Birch, podcast alum, he was here and he I mentioned he played Pokemon Go a lot, and yep. he was really heavy into it, and they keep updating Pokemon Go. 
I wrote down this factoid because it blew my mind. The company who made Pokemon Go is now worth four, uh, close to four billion dollars. You, you got to bear with me. He just farted. That's why we call him Stinky. That is, yeah. It's exactly why we call him Stinky. Stinking you out. That's stinky how he can, you can tell he loves you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. He feels comfortable farting around you. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you didn't even have to take him out on a date. <laughs> no spooning. No. I mean, he's got his bones right near me. So, yeah, so the next bit of news I have is it's been upsetting to some people. Now. It opens up a discussion point for me, okay? okay? Because it's a sensitive issue either way. The, I will forewarn you now that the game in question, I do find, one, morally reprehensible. Some things slip through. There are disturbing creative minds out there. And one company I'm talking about is Valve. Valve, with their platform, is Steam. I talk about it all the time, and one thing Steam is getting into real hot water about right now is a game called Rape Day. Um, It sounds just as horrible as it is because it's a game which is in an apocalyptic setting to where you're preying on women and, you know, sexually assaulting them and abusing them. Now, obviously, people have hopped on quickly. They went, of course, to change.org, and they got thousands of signatures, and Steam (coughs) reviewed it. And they took it down. Now, here's the thing. There are people on both sides of the fences. Steam has been categorically um, criticized for their choices of uh, bouncing. Who's getting in the door? Right. They've always had that kind of, well, why aren't they letting this game in or this game? They kicked this game off. They've had that on them, so they've had this policy of, if you're a developer, we're going to... We're going to help you. We want to get your platform. Now, Steam came out and said... They're going to try to green light it as much as they can. They said, you're making it really hard for us to help you. But this is... It's crossed the line. It's unforeseen risks is what they said. Uh, Unknown costs and risks is the way that they said it. Now, with this, you have people on this. It's a game about rape. It's horrible. But yet again... You can hop on into those people's homes and their little kids are playing Grand Theft Auto, Call of Duty, Apex Legends, Fortnite, games around them killing people. So, yes, it's a fine hair. Steam also got in trouble for the school shooter game for allowing them on. So this is another one to add to that list to where, yes, it is an inappropriate game. Well, I mean, to to highlight the school shooter game, because that was... That was was a gray area. That was whether it was a police simulator or mm-hmm. not. Yeah, you know you, you could just take had, the you just side had that shooting up at what was it? Uh, was a high school shady. Yeah, yeah. There was, uh, now that game was meant to be like a simulator. Okay, they took uh, you could take the side of the police or the side of the school shooter. If it's a game about a school shooter simulator, obviously you got to have a bad guy. People got up in arms about this. This is just blatantly f- disrespectful. One. Now, they do kind of have a freedom of speech policy at Steam. That's where people are getting up in arms about. They are concerned with the freedom of speech of this over the uh, adre- the, the <coughs> discussing matter of the game. So, that's where you kind of have to step in. Good check. Is this matter 
too much for a freedom of speech stance. So where is freedom of speech that impeccable, or not impeccable, but that important that we have to allow somebody who makes a game like this to get make it easy for them to get that word out? This guy said, I'm going to still put it out. I'm just going to try and find different means to do it. So that means that, yeah, you can still be a bouncer at the door, I feel. You don't have to let something like this even get to your store or on your page. Have somebody doing a little background before you say, oh, yeah, yeah, come on in. You want the game to be fully vetted out as far as, like, what are the repercussions? How is this going to look on our side? At least have somebody looking at the applicants. Do you just have an automatic robot saying, yes, you may pass, you may pass? Like, that's my question. Who is looking at this? Who is approving these games to even be on the page? From a content standpoint, you can't really, like, if they're going to have this open source policy, which is, like, very, very, uh, like, a linear, like, skew of the world, mm-hmm. then, you know... Now, it, they're calling this they a either let every, They either let everything in and then have the voter, like, have the user base vote on it, whether it mm-hmm. should go down or not. And if they get to a, like a ninety five percent saturation point of like that game, yeah, then the voters can like the, the user base can throw it down. That would be one way to solve and absolve them from it. Yeah, so like before this, before the the game is sold, can we put it thirty days? You vote on it, and if it's voted past this saturation point, then done. Now off the market. I do have to pause our little conversation because Shut up. do you know? Who just responded in our text? Who? Our Kelly. Hi. Hey. He's not yours. He's our Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Our personal Kelly from the show is now live with us. Hi, our Kelly. So, (laughs) since you just joined us, I will go on with this story. We're talking about Rape Day hitting steam and then being quickly ushered off to the side like a bad comedian. Um, essentially, the question here is, is it right of steam to let them on and let people go off to the side, or is it, uh, you shouldn't even be allowed in? He doesn't like the, uh, Yo, let me stop with that shit right now. Oh, so he's, he's not, he is not liking it when he, we are saying our Kelly. But in you the are, closet? You, you are ours. You're not theirs, you're ours. Right here, bud. Right anyway, got anyway. right in the fields. <laughs> <laughs> so he's tuning in in the background. You hear comments from him over yeah. to the side, but uh, it was slated for an April release date. Now, maybe just uh, they may still be coming out in April, just not on. Yeah, scene. it's just going to go on Epic. <laughs> <laughs> we don't give a shit about anybody. Come on over. <laughs> I would wonder about anybody who actually buys that game. Yeah, yeah. Watch that, that, see it in their history. I, I. <laughs> oh man, I got this great game, man. It's it's a post-apocalyptic light, uh, visual novel. It's from this indie guy. Yeah, what's it called? Rape Day. Okay. Yeah. No, we're not friends anymore. Yeah, we're good. Um, the next bit I have is kind of like a re- twitchy son. Do you guys want to wash your dryer? Because sledgehammer sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Twitchy Wilson it is. Um, so the next story I have is kind of like... A, Twitchy Kelly. <laughs> Twitchy Kelly. 
I approve of that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it'll be judged on by him. But, um, Anthem. It was showing out an error code to the PS4 as well. And, of course, I don't see why people are so uppity about the crash. Because it's it, it had a rocky launch. If this was a smooth as butter launch, yeah, maybe you could get a stink. Like, what the hell? But it's been buggy all over the place. I, I, so, Xbox, I haven't had any issues. None whatsoever. Mm-hmm. As far as PS4 players, I don't know what you're, what the fuck you're thinking because I get, I get a server shutdown message and I'd be like, oh, it's two hours. I'll be all, oh, okay, I'll finish my mission, log out, log back in, get on a new server. It's not yeah. a big deal, you know. Same, same thing I talked about last week. Yeah. So, it's the the content is there. The the it's getting better as the updates come. It just. Shut the fuck up. They have a roadmap, okay? Now, people are... what The latest I saw today that people are commenting about are, is, rather, uh, a, the changes for the loot box and yeah. that kind of... What happened is there was a bug, and it just rained down legendary and masterwork gear on people when they were going through Endgame. And then they kept going through, and they loved it. And then... Developer fixed it. Dry spell. And then everybody started bitching because they loved it when Destiny was raining loot on them. Now, here's my thing. You gotta find a happy medium in between that. Because you can't give them too much legendary because then they're just gonna be like, oh, whatever. I did this. I'm done with this game. Yeah. You have to still make that them work for the legendary gear in the end game. However, you do have to pay them off. Somehow. There has to be that kind of give and take there. Yeah, but the game is not even out long enough for it to make, like, give it three months. Give it six. I mean, these are people who have rushed through the game. Yeah, like, I, you don't get you don't get any credence to, like, to your voice is down to, like, a one percentile because hmm. I'm enjoying the game. Yeah. Even on free play mode, I'll just sit there and just fly around just for the sake of fucking flying around and blowing Ooh. shit up because I can. Yeah. It's, Ooh. it's Ooh. great. It's fun. It has the game. I throw it off for five minutes and let me blow off. Let me blow off my steam, and I'm just like. "Mm." Now, some of the press sites that I do look at in the media, they have kind of twisted their view of Anthem since it first came out, saying it's like a new kind of Bioware. It's you still see the glimmer of Bioware in there, but it's still it's something new, and that's not necessarily something that's bad. Because there's good gameplay in there. And I think that if you have good gameplay, decent story, and time to work it out, like these lifestyle games are trying, yeah, man, first first (coughs) DLC pack, I think everything's going to be nice and wrapped up by Anthem, and everything will be at least kind of a lot less bitchy. Well, I mean, you gotta let the game breathe. You're Mr. Let It Breathe, I'll never forget that. So, breathing on. Um, what else won't you forget? Lyndon Ashby. <laughs> <laughs> he played Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat, if you haven't known. This is where you fall down. <laughs> <laughs> but some players are setting up petitions and saying that they're not going to play the game until like March 15th and 
until they patch out the game, some players are asking for a refund, which, if you're stupid enough, you could just go to PlayStation Support Chat, and they will go. If you are having problems with the game on the PS4, go to at EA Help, and they'll help work it through. There is a troubleshooting list for you to go through if you're having problems on the PS4, and... There has been no direct tie to the Anthem bricking the console. The consoles were being bricked from the instances I saw. The person got the error message, and then they went to the power cord and yanked it out and tried to plug their PlayStation Pro or Slim back in. And oh my god, the PlayStation wouldn't turn on. Oh my god, Mr. IT man, why would that happen? Um, You're putting a hard drive and it's like... Like a transmission on a car, going 25 miles an hour and trying to slam it in park. It's not going to work. That doesn't work? No. No, no. It's like... Okay, it explains a thing or two. That, little, that little rotating arm in there is just going <laughs> to into that drive. Okay. Expensive car repairs is what he's pointing at. Not for your PC. That's just... You know what? We'll move on. <laughs> so, Nintendo... $110 replacement plus the labor to install the software. There you go. Nintendo sticking their, their fat Mario nose in the news again. Happy Mario Day yesterday. Very good point. Um, Nintendo releases its latest L- Labo? Labo? Uh, <laughs> More um, with that story. After <laughs> this. After this message from Double Decker. I would like to point out why the hero of time is now currently barking. And that's because we ordered... Link! We ordered Inside Out Double Decker again. And, uh, yeah, man, this shit's going down. Um, Alright, I'm gonna pause the video? Yeah, we're gonna pause the video because we're gonna be coming back after this short commercial break. Uh, sponsored, not sponsored, but paid for by old man from... Inside Out Double Decker. We will return with what Nintendo did after this. <laughs> Amanda just logged on, too. Yeah? She was watching, and I was like, eh, fuck it. Inside Out. I don't give a shit about anybody now. I got my throat sticks, too. Oh, God, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Sausage, chips, and cheese. Extra sauce. That's me. You. Slide that off right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Do we have any other drinks? I can't have diet. There's tea. There's uh, non-alcoholic uh, beer. Heineken. Tastes just like regular Heineken. You're asking me to drink piss without actually having any of the effects. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is an option. There you go. There's a cup in the first cabinet there.
still amazing. No, you're cold. It's cold. We're still recording on the pod. I see. Mm. Eh, whatever. And on Facebook. Randall would like to really move. Currently eating. <laughs> Sorry, man. We're yeah. eating inside out. Back after this intermission. Brief intermission brought to you by Inside Out Double Decker. Their fried, famously fried food is just so amazing. I'm not just let it play. Do it. You guys can see me eat. I don't care. And you can see Link. Walking around in the in the underground underground there, begging for food. Mm-hmm. What the hell was I looking at? Moy says, <laughs> "You're watching me eat. That's what you're doing. You're watching me eat inside out double decker, dude." No, they, the screen was just lifted up. And then the edge of the laptop. Imagine a pizza, okay? Fold it over, all your favorite crap inside, and then they deep fry it. I don't think they deliver Oxford. Nope. That's bit far. It'll be cold by the time it gets done. What's up? Thank you for tuning in. We will be with you after this intermission, though. I have a lot to get to. Amanda says, I am so jealous. Well, as you should be. As you should be. Uh, Extra cheese, extra sausage, extra sauce. And bacon. He's a good catch. Sometimes. Sometimes. He's about like 80-20. These are so good. Oh, God. <laughs> you always hungry, Moy says. We hungry. <laughs> oh, he, he Come on, Link! He put an N one on that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not repeat the uh, yeah, no. word. I'm white. I'm not allowed to do that. Especially on live internet. <laughs> That's recorded. I've been playing dead. Or Alive 6. Yeah, boy, tell me, how is that? Uh, Dead or Alive 6, obviously that came out March 1st. We were, uh, announced that last podcast. Moya, as I mentioned, is a huge fighting game uh, person. Heavy, dude. How do you like it compared to Jump Force? <laughs> because I have been watching Jump Force. Yeah, boy, if you um, well, tell me how good it is. not watching it. I'll definitely pick it up. I might have to kick your butt. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one with the consoles, though, so... What is it, No Don't Care? Mm-hmm. You find him on there. He's old. He has experience. He will 
He'll bust that ass more. He, he, it, he's better than me. It doesn't take much. Boobs flipping all over the place. Yeah. That's pretty much dead or alive, though. You know, especially like we mentioned last week with the volleyball game. That's all it was. Just great physics and simulated boobs. That's all the dead or alive really is. Boobs and busting ass. Well, I get I could pick a better word than that. Taking ass and kicking names. <laughs> kicking ass and taking names. Came here all to kick ass and shoot bubblegum. And I'm all out of bubblegum. There's one meme. Where does Batman? I'd play DOA over Jump Force. Jump Force had their own health bars, maybe. God damn it. Well, Jump Force. It's, it's okay. It's good. the 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 fighting mechanics in Jump Force is good. Um, it's just the story is really dull. Oh my god! Even for an anime fan, man, I gotta tell you, that story is hard to get through. They go, they just get something in their head. But Dead or Alive has always been like, you know. Dragon Ball is more about the story and the fight and the big show and Dead or Alive is kind of like MK where yeah they love their story but it's still fighting focus. <laughs> Amanda says, "Who doesn't love boobs?" <laughs> good point. It's a very Boy, good point. But I love fighting compared to Jump Force. He has more. I'm just yeah, you get through it. Yeah, Force. It's still a great game. I just missed a couple things. You could just say JF. Yeah. All right. Over the top. Good catch. So, let's get this show back on the road. Double decker, you owe us. Oh my god, I would love to be sponsored by them. Yeah. This unofficial sponsorship has been brought to you by the old man, and it's courtesy of Double Decker. Uh, excuse me. Not only do they have those amazing deep-fried strobolians, I guess Inside that's what out. it is. And it, mozzarella sticks, too. I did not choke on this one. I yeah. choked See on what you're missing, Kelly? Yeah. I choked on a mozzarella stick when I was a kid. I tried to eat it whole, and it went halfway. It was like stuck, stringing like down my throat. <laughs> when, mo- when you're choking on a mozzarella stick, this is the fucked up part. You feel like with your esophagus, you could just kind of work the cheese, and just so it'll snap, and you could still get that good bit that you got, and then chew it up and swallow again. Not the case. I started to slowly realize while I'm sitting there, my dad's telling a story. That I was, I was running out of air. Like I was, like <laughs> survive. I was, I needed to breathe, and I couldn't with this mozzarella stick in my throat. So eventually, I got his attention, and he gave the Heimlich, and both pieces came back up on the plate and sat down. And you know what the first thing he said to me was? You're gonna eat that? <laughs> and I said no. 
I already gave it one shot. It's not getting a second time. <laughs> I still love mozzarella sticks, though. Boy, I'm playing Anthem. I'm playing... Yes, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing... Um, well, what what don't I play? Yeah. I will be picking up Dead or Alive when I get a chance, though. I've been playing Shadow of War. A really great game. I have done the Jump Force. I was still going through that. I'm kind of being happy with my purchase there because I do like what it's done. It's brought all those anime characters together, which I could go into this. Anime in general is good. It's just when they bring it to the live action to hop back into that Segway train. Nerdy news! So, I'm so sorry to have to tell you anime fans this, but... One Piece is getting a live-action treatment done on Netflix. Now, like everyone says, as soon as a video game movie is coming out, maybe they'll be the ones to make it good. Because look what happened with Iron Man and you know Spider-Man and Batman. Those were superhero movies that were good in a time where you had the Fantastic Four. Yeah. So, that's where I kind of say... With the uh, uh, creator, Ichiro Oda, is aiding in the live adaptation. This man has been put into Guinness Book of World Records for um, the most copies published for the same comic book by a single author. And that's a world record for One Piece. Because the game has over 80 volumes of manga. Wow. It has over 850 fucking episodes of the anime and movies on top of that and world seeker coming out which is its own story arc with luffy and the gang this is such a huge anime and now they're getting the live adaptation treatment and a part of me being a one piece fan hopes that they're going to do it right but but it's net they won't they'll try I, never, I, know, I know what Netflix is trying to do. Trying I will to... never forgive them for making that bullshit-ass Full Metal Alchemist movie. I was about to They <laughs> fucked up Colonel Mustang and just, oh my god, that horrible, the death scene that gets everybody. I refuse to watch it. It's just, it's so horrible. I just, like, I really I enjoyed, hope that this one's going to be good, because Full Metal Alchemist is one of my I favorite I enjoyed anime, anime, but it was just a matter of, like, okay, it's just, an, 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 I, I can't, I can't, I can't, because I just saw all the previews for it, and I was just like, the tra- I, not the, watching it. The train wreck that was Alphonse Elric, because they did not do uh, the CGI right with him. I would have, I would rather take Henry Cavill's mustache. And yeah. Batman v Superman over that. Like, good fucking lord, that was awful. Um, but that aside, there is a lot of promising anime coming out. Psycho Pass is getting a season three. Oh, the first season was critically acclaimed, and it's set in a cyberpunk dystopian cop show. Okay? okay. Essentially, you have these agents... Everybody has a percentage on how likely you are to commit a crime. And if you're over a certain percentage, then it affects your social status and everything like that. These agents will be sent after you. Now, if you get down to a certain level of crazy, their gun will unlock and allow you to fire. The gun determines who they can shoot or not. 
and it's a nice cop drama twisted web of stories. The first season is fan fucking tastic. The second season was okay, so I feel like they could course correct with this third season because Psychopaths, the first season, is fucking legendary. Sometimes that happens in anime. Alright, so um, any other any other movie news you were trying to segue into? Well, because uh, I, I love the fact, I'm just I'm just going to take it right now. I love the fact that Kevin Smith is part of the MCU. Yeah. Absolutely. Captain Marvel, uh, released over the weekend. We'll hop right in that. TESD, part of the the MCU. Officially, because... Tell them, Dave. What you can... uh, What we can kind of say without releasing anything of it, because I haven't seen Captain Marvel. Not yet. I I do... I'm kind of worried from the reviews I've seen from users, and not just the woman-hating ones. Like, some people are saying it's a... Meh. Like, it's it's a Marvel movie. It's good, but... It, Nowhere near the level of what they were expecting. It didn't need. To, it didn't need to be like put out on International Woman Day because it just made that. Yeah, I kind of it brought a little bit too much spotlight to it. Where I think it is going to be a good movie. You're going to have Nick Fury. You're going to have the Scrolls, and that's huge because that kind of leads into the Secret Wars or my, the Secret Scroll Invasion. Oh, uh, you my, know the Secret my, Invasion. Is such my a issues point. aside with just people in general and the the lack of humanity and kindness that they have towards each other to begin with. That's the internet. So the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The internet. The internet aside. That's the what internet. the rest of us call it. The, the, the toilet. The toilet of, you know, of what it is. Whatever happened to, like, humanity first? The internet. That's yeah. Happened yeah. To the, the internet. internet. Yeah. Yeah. See what you fucking do? Yeah. Now, Captain Marvel is... The sixth biggest worldwide opening ever, 150 million dollars domestic and 455 globally, which I think puts it above Batman vs Superman. It puts it below uh, Infinity War, which Infinity War was 640 million. Um, and I mean that's it's still a big bucket of win for Captain Marvel, especially yeah. with two post-credit scenes, the tribute to Kevin Smith, or the tribute to Stan Lee rather, in which Stan Lee is sitting in a train. And he's reading a script of Mallrats. And Kevin Smith tweeted out a picture of his face after he saw that scene. And he was a blubbering mess. He just for... And that's an iconic moment for any comic book fan. And he's the ultimate comic book fan for all of us. Come on, over here. It's, it's amazing how this comes full circle. Because I was like... I, watched, I, I was reading an article about how like Stan Lee yeah, and being Captain Marvel and everything else. And then... I watched that scene with with Brody and Stan Lee. Yeah, and that was just like it. Just I it remember that so scene. Many memories. I remember that scene vividly. Seeing <coughs> that scene, that was Stan fucking Lee, Mister Marvel, <coughs> and Stan being gone. We're still going to see him in, in Endgame mm-hmm. and Far From Home. His cameos are not done. They filmed them beforehand. He's not a Obviously. ghost. Yeah, he's he's still dead. He's still dead. So, so let's um, we can throw this up as a poll, and um, who you think should take over that that mantle? Deadpool. You think so? Perfect. He's back in the universe. Uh, the acquisition closing soon. I think that would be perfect kind of nod, and I think Stan would have loved it. Deadpool is the perfect kind of person to take that cameo shot. 
and you know, with Ryan Reynolds being the huge star that he is, I think Deadpool would uh, definitely be something that you know uh, would be a good fill-in, and it would be nice, funny point. And so here's what I would like to see happen. Of course, do uh, have Deadpool do it, but do the wig and glasses, Stan. Make him dress like Stan. Maybe Absolutely. Like Stan. Deadpool <laughs> dressed as Stanley. Perfect. And then Darn. the final the final coup de grace to this would be Deadpool three. The all the after credit scenes would be every one of Stan's cameos redone as Deadpool. That would be <laughs> <laughs> oh, old man comes up with an epiphany right there. Because just having him come you know, at the end of what was it, uh uh Civil War. Tony Stank. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome, Tony Stank. I'm looking forward. To this Tony is Tony Stank. Tony Stank right here. Like, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing Captain Marvel and Endgame. Endgame is releasing April 26th, and if you're looking forward to the new Spider-Man, Spider-Man Far From Home is coming July 5th. Come up here, then, you little weirdo. You know what I want? You know what I? And I know I haven't seen it yet, but it's more than likely not in it. Put your butt down. There we go. How awesome would it have been if someone in Captain Marvel was watching Pulp Fiction? They make a whole bunch of Pulp Fiction references in it, apparently. Because it's right around the same time. Yeah, and it's just so 90s and perfect. That's why, <laughs> even if it's a mess story, like I'm just going to enjoy it because it's Marvel. Still doing like a retro film, I don't see it on the level of like going up against... Because I would have like, loved... I would have loved... You know, I would have loved... Uh, Samuel Jackson rip on himself. Yeah, that would have been awesome. That would have been just a nice little nod. Yeah. Mushroom cloud lean, motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to switch over to a different kind of superhero. We have reported this in a previous podcast, which is one of Mr. James Gunn's new project called okay. Brightburn. Saw recently a new uh, longer trailer. Where they're going in a little bit more, you see a lot more action, and this is a super horror. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Um, it's set. A trailer is pretty much set in Brightburn, Kansas, and it uh, it's just looks so fucking good. It's hitting Memorial Day. Okay. Um, and which is still pretty soon for how li- like quickly it's been announced, but it's a James Gunn's horror take on Superman. You see the alien uh, spaceship smash, obviously. Oh, we'll adopt this kid. He's obviously our son. And then he starts getting a little freaky. You see the part where he sticks his hand in the lawnmower, and then the lawnmower blade breaks. Yeah. And then you see him realizing how he's super fast, and the red eyes, and he's wearing a red towel cape. You know? And it's so simple. It's just like a sadistic Superman child that is just not in that realm of Superman. He's, you know, just, that alien, but he's just fucking everything up. So, John Ritter, plot problem child, but it's taken to another level. Yeah, problem child Superman. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly I'm what it is. Okay, we got it established. All right. Problem All right. child Superman. Go out and see it in May. I know I will, because that's superhero horror. You see it with New Mutants. They're trying it with the horror and the superpower. I think that's a nice market that is left untapped. Yeah. That I mean, you could like, do a lot with. So a, a really, really bad, bad, like, I wouldn't even call it a B-rated movie. like a C-rated movie. Slither, back in 2006 or seven. Mm, not familiar. Um, I heard of it. I don't remember it. It stars Nathan Fillion, 
Oh, uh, God. Elizabeth Banks. Um, and who, uh, who played Merle in uh, Walking Dead? Uh, I forget her name. No, no, no. Merle. Merle? Um... Yeah. Uh, uh, who, who was also in Mallrats? Yeah, 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 yeah. With the arm. Uh, I fuck. I don't I know. I can't it. right now. You're supposed to know it. I know it's supposed to know it. I'm the Iron Crab. I'm not the. I'm not the brains. He was also in Guardians. Yeah, celebrity. He is. played uh, the uh, whistle guy. Wandu. Wandu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, kind of a sidebar. That's like, I've been watching something. More than playing. I've been hooked on JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, which right. is a really good anime. It's on uh, Hulu, dubbed and subbed. I've been watching the dubbed version, and there's one one phrase that it's like, at first it's like, you know, turn of the century kind of industrial revolution, and it's this man, Jonathan Joestar, and Harmon is like the magical ability you control through breathing. So it's okay. kind of like a chi aspect, and, you know, gives you kind of like a super edge. Um, he's super jacked, and it's about his family's bizarre adventures. Jojo. So Jonathan Joestar, they call him Jojo. So they go through, and he meets the master of hormone, Tom Petty. <laughs> not, Tom, and not, it's not... Not the rocker. Tom Petty. It's T-O-N, Petty. Spelled very, you know, Japanese-like. So it's meant, I feel, to be a cliche, because you have Tom Petty, ACDC... And Wandu are like these three big, they call them pillar gods, and they're trying to reach the next form of evolution. And it goes through a span of Old English into... Michael World... Rooker? Yes, Rooker. Michael Rooker. Rooker. Uh, Thank World you, War IMDb. <laughs> World War One, World War Two kind of era. So it's interesting because then he you start to see... collector. You see Vin Nazis Diesel and stuff like that. Baby Groot's voice. Yes, he did. He played Groot's voice, too. Yeah. He was also the Iron Giant. All he has to say is, I am Groot once, and they can just kind of loop it over. Yeah. Maybe a different couple ways. Maybe one day, eight hour day in the studio, and you're good. I love how they put, like, they gave that, like, a Japanese inflection on his I am Groot. And, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, or uh, Infinity War. Yeah. I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on top of that, kind of backtracking over to, like, a game news thing, uh, Hitaki Miyazaki. Okay. He is... Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Szechuan sauce. Yes. Um, From software creator of Dark Souls, uh, Sekiro, that kind of a realm. Yes. Uh, He's interested in making a Battle Royale game. Oh, do tell. So, he got in an (laughs) interview with Telegraph, uh, and they said that it's always a possibility... And these games are fun, and if we did do it, it would have to be a little bit different. And we would love to do it. So it's a type of game they would love to do. Maybe after Sekiro, maybe it's something they start, you know, piddling around in the writer room yeah. with, see what they would do differently. How do you see a Battle Royale game done differently by Dark Souls? That's kind of difficult because you have, you know, I mean, Battle Royale is just being flooded right now. It is. It's being inundated with content to where if he wants to be different, there's a lot of different varieties of Battle Royale. You have Apex Legends stealing Fortnite's thunder while you have H1Z1 rebranding under Z1 to try and give their, themselves a new distinction on their old game and yep. updating things because anybody outside of PCs, is, ah, it's an old game. 
the PC knows that you go back to an old game and, oh my god, there's all this new shit in here. And you find stuff. So, with that kind of rediscovery, do we need another one? Probably not. From these guys, you know it would be good if they did it. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of a way that we can do a, a battle royale without actually making the genre stale. And right now I can't think of one. Everyone dressed as penises. That, that would well, that would fit right into a Conqueror's Bad Fur Day battle. <laughs> Conqueror's <laughs> Bad Fur Day battle royale. I would play that. I'm not even a big, you know, <clears throat> battle royale fan, but I would still Conqueror's Bad Fur Day uh, battle, battle royale. I would, I would play the hell out of that. Um, but I mean, battle well, royale games. We aside, wanted the D to DM, so you, you kind of avoided. Yeah, that. I <laughs> did avoid that. I added the D. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll add the D. <laughs> Um, but steering back here, um, Did I get that for you. I'll yeah. have <laughs> On the cusp of this, now that we're back That's, in the realm of gaming, it's how Matt dates. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that for you? How about some D? <laughs> oh, do you have something to drink? Oh, how about some D? How about some D? <laughs> you can't forget the D in your life. Um, respawn. Announcing next month, April 13th, more information on their upcoming title, Jedi The Fallen Order. Um, this game is centered around a Jedi who <laughs> they survive Order 66. And uh, I think that's an interesting time period to have a game with Respawn announcing, this is not Activision people. We solely hired for a Star Wars game. Told them, we're making an RPG, uh, action RPG, Star Wars story-driven game. Make it, and they're making it so they've been really tight-lipped about it, and now they're finally on uh, Star Wars Celebration, April 11th through 15th. Uh, they're going to be rele- uh, on a special panel. They're going to be announcing never before details on the 2019 fall release. Maybe a release date, gameplay trailer, maybe some screenshots. I'd be happy with anything, even a teaser trailer, something to give me some. Give me some. Let my teeth sink into something with this. My problem with Respawn is, is that it's still part of EA, so it could still have a good story. It could still be good. <laughs> it still could be good because there's a chance it's a bubble. Now it's connected to EA, but it's a bubble. That's my theory that I'm hoping for before release of the game because I'll have I'll hold on to hope. Yeah, but that's kind of like saying you know, you know, you're Ned and Dumb and Dumber and be like. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Sam I, I was way off. <laughs> but man, I'm just really, I'm pining for a really, I'm sorry, am I, is the news disturbing you? Yes. <laughs> but I'm pining for a new Star Wars game, man. Especially one with a good story. Fuck you, Battlefront 2. The bad one, not the good one. But, you know, speaking of bad, uh, well, just speaking of bad, Division 2's director, they went and hung out with Hideo Kojima. And they got to play Death Stranding. Now, what the director of Division 2 said is that it will be timeless. And apparently, everybody that Hideo Kojima has shown Death Stra- his Death Stranding dick to, he, they have loved it. And they've been in awe. And they said it's the best thing they've ever seen. After the black mass turns and, and absorbs their head. Yeah, and but <laughs> nobody knows what the fuck it's about! 
turns into a baby on their shoulder that's embedded into their life forever. I just feel like he did one too many acid trips, man. Since Metal <laughs> that, Gear, <clears throat> that I'm, I really feel bad for uh, for for Hideo, just because, um, they, they, they what was it the the Konami kind of yeah. breakup there? That was a bad breakup. It for was, Hideo, and they still released Metal Gear even though he was kind of really done with the series after four. Now he, or he five five he, five was his official out. But five was the official out because the uh, the other ones that came after it, it was that's just I think he saw Rising and he was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Because Rising was a separate story, but it was still licensed Metal Gear Solid, and he had nothing to do with that one, right? That was uh, Xbox title. Um, That was research. But just the way they treated Hideo, yeah, like that's very corporate. Now, it was even worse than that. They locked him. Oh, in... So it's car industry. Oh, it was worse <laughs> than that. Well, I can't imagine that. They put it so he was relegated to a room, bouncer in front, and just slipping papers to you know people, and they would run him up to wherever they needed to go. Oh, he was a prisoner. Yeah, he was. Oh, oh wow. he was locked down tight. Wow, and it's the reason why, like. You know, Norman Reedus was originally on a Silent Hill game. Yeah. With Hideo directing. Yeah. So I mean, now you know what we're getting this from. Yeah. I mean, now, well, that could make a person crazy. If that level of, like, solitude and but being forced. that level of solitude could derive a beautiful story that you really can't explain to someone. Whole well, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like Haluna's... Uh, Soul sacrifice, like yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that inner struggle, turmoil, yeah, that you know your head's trying to like fuck with you, kind of yeah. thing. And I love those games. I love when <coughs> developers really go for that crazy kind of you know twisted style to it because it really makes for interesting story. But are we going to have to be crazy in order to fucking understand this thing? Probably, yeah, yes, that or yes. have a psychology degree. Yeah. Hey, I got you covered. I got two of those. I'll just ask him, like, what does this mean? Well, he got to look for the diamond. (laughs) (laughs) So, as long as you have them, you'll be a girl's best friend. (laughs) That's what they say. Swap on over, hop on over to the Fortnite compartment in this train that we have off the rails. Uh, Fortnite. They, of course, we have announced it. You know it. Everybody's tired of it. But they have lawsuits against them. Or on their emotes. Or at least they did. Lawsuits have been dropped at this fort, at this point, um, temporarily, because the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that the plaintiffs suing for the copyright infringement, i.e., uh, Orange Backpack Kid, Alfonso Ribeiro, and Two Millie, uh, essentially saying that they, they, you that, cannot... The uh, last person lost because their name was too Millie. Well, yeah, he was... <laughs> in, in the article, the judge was directing the plaintiff who was too Millie. So, And he Mr. was pretty Millie. much... He was dumbing this down. Uh, Mr. Millie, essentially, you cannot copyright a common dance move, routine, or gesture with the U.S. Copyright Office because the Supreme Court said they can't file for damages if their work is not registered. 
too. You Supreme went, you went Herman Munster, yes. like a Southern judge, my cousin Vinny <laughs> bullshit. I did. That's what you uh, did. Oh, what is a hute? <laughs> Two utes. Um, but yeah, man, essentially, yeah, well, a ute? if you got to <laughs> dance, if I make up the Matt Man dance, like, I can't copyright that shit, man. Nobody can. They make it so that way choreographers, three minutes long. choreographers and stuff, so that way they can use that later on. It's kind of like a dipping pool for all that kind of stuff. Where if you actually were able, say, to copyright the chicken dance. You can't, you can't, like, you can use three, you can use three gestures of the tango and not be copywriting the tango. So, well, you can't do a dance at all in the U.S. So, under existing law. That's just because you're white. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, Epic's lawyer, Dale Sindali, I'm saying that horribly wrong. I don't give a fuck. He's a lawyer. He doesn't have a you know, spine or a gut anyway. Um, plaintiffs of the lawsuit fundamental odds at with free speech principles as it attempts an impossible liability, therefore chill, chilling creative expression by claiming rights that don't exist under common law. So they're trying to claim rights by saying, but Carlton, that's mine, bitch. And they're saying, oh, yeah, where's your uh, where's your copyright? Oh, that's right, you don't have one. Hmm, isn't that something? So they Should've really didn't have it. that sooner. Yeah, they didn't really have a leg to stand on in general. So that's kind of like where that left off. So Fortnite, still going to have your emotes. There's really nothing you can do about it. Normally I would put a rape joke in there, but we already took care of that. Um, Idris Elba, in talks with James Gunn to play Deadshot in the upcoming Suicide <clears throat> Squad sequel. So I'm kind of excited for James Gunn to take over. I mean, obviously, we all know James Gunn from Guardians movies, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, side note with him is that they're still using his script, so yeah. everything is going to be James Gunn-influenced, which oh, yeah. I'm happy with that. Um, but the only person that to keep in, I believe, is Harley Quinn, which is Margot yeah. Robbie. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm fine with that, too. <laughs> um I'm perfectly fine with Margot Robbie being it. And they were, Margot Robbie is signing on for a lot because they're doing a lot of different Harley Quinn stuff with her. <coughs> Birds of Prey. Um, um, she's kind of taken that role and made it her own, just like uh, um, just like Tara, the, the voice actress who played. Epic voice actress, too. Because um, she's done so much voice work. Well, I mean, she's also, she's done Powerpuff Girls. She's, yeah. done, she's done Rugrats. Yep. I mean, um, and that's commonly how it is with voice actors. They'll, you know, everything and anything. They'll just gotta get that out there. Throw it in yeah. there. I mean, they're, they. I mean, she did what Dexter's Laboratory too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, just a. So she made the the, the voice her own, and she's so. <coughs> she's one of the ch- voices of your childhood, essentially. Yeah. So like, she's so iconic in that in yeah. that respect. By when the characters w- was introduced in the animated series, it had this. It, she. Breathed so much life into it yeah. that it's now become part of the lexicon of what you expect a video game. And nobody really realized that Harlequin, she, Harlequin was made out of Batman the Animated Series. It wasn't a comic book character. Yeah, she, that was just off of the series. People loved Harlequin so much that then it went into the you know comics and you know the main lexicon that's why that's why you know you didn't see that that dynamic in the uh keaton 
first Batman because it wasn't there. Yep. The animated series, the animated series came out right after that. Yeah, it did. That was the reason for the animated series coming out. So it's one of those things that it's. I'm I'm hoping that they course correct with Suicide Squad because honestly, if I'm going to be honest, I fell asleep during the first one. So it's uh, it's one of those things that you'll have to wait and see until it comes out. There's a lot of speculation as to where they're going with it. To think they were saying, uh, I briefly saw something saying it was going for more of like a diehardy feel, which something interesting. You know, you have these, you have villains, and you're trying to make you know having the classic villain as the main protagonist in the story is a very interesting way of going about a movie because you have a lot of really good movies that do do that. And I think that could still be good. So, the other uh, bit, since I'm kind of dwindling down here to my big kind of reveal story for Versus, is the Arrow is calling it quits on the CW. Finally! Season 8, which will be shortened down (coughs) to 10 episodes. So we'll probably uh, cut that off at December with the crossover event of Crisis on Infinite Earth. So I probably see Arrow being the one to sacrifice himself for the multiverse and keeping everybody else's good ratings and their shows alive. I dropped off of Arrow <laughs> at like season five. Because Supergirl, I actually want to hop back into because they do have more, they've developed more with their characters, obviously yeah. with Lex Luthor. And um, I saw they were teasing like a death of a character and stuff like that to where they've been teasing a lot of different deaths of characters in these Arrowverse shows and I think that's kind of common but where you can still keep it going like at Flash I can still see that going for at least you know two three more seasons yeah you have Batgirl and you can start putting in replacement shows for that in that universe that you have to keep that yeah, verse have the, have going the, on the, the CW. Evolve, yeah. Because you have Black Lightning, which is still very successful. You could actually tie into that because it's the multiverse. That's DC's answer for everything. Like, ah, it's just a different universe. So you can always tap into these shows. Not really Riverdale, because Luke Perry's dead. Yeah. If you didn't know. Spoiler alert. Luke Perry's dead. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, with the Arrowverse canceling... It's uh, definitely going to be well received by me because I thought Arrow was just really kind of stretching it. I mean, the Green Arrow, with no superpowers, and the constant inner struggle with him being, I don't want to be the Green Arrow, but I must. It kind of gets old quick. You're bringing in (laughs) different stuff from the, you know, and different supporting cast, which their dichotomy and everything going on in the show is enjoyable. It's just, eh, it's missing something there. You you can't keep on going to the same, you know, hamster wheel. Yeah. The same well gets dry after a while. Yeah. So, uh, last bit of news I do have. I think we have a bit of conflicting views on this one. Doom. Trailer announced, it's called, the new Doom movie is Doom Annihilation. Hits the internet and it follows a group of space marines as they respond to a distress call from a Martian moon base that has been overrun by demonic creatures who threaten to make hell on Earth. So, obviously no Doom Guy. Again. That's my problem with it. I want Doom Guy. So there. Well, you did get the Doom Guy of Carl Urban and The Rock. Like, he did, he did like... 
two minutes of it. Yeah. That was it. This seems kind of like a side story to me, which, yeah, it still can be good. Normal people going up against these demonic hell creatures. You see in the trailer, they do have the, the sound effect for the uh, chainsaw. And obviously a gigantic fucking weapon, which is probably a BFG. You never know. It could be good. But I'm going to keep my... Uh, I'm going to hold off on my judgments on it until I actually see that one. Because, I don't know. I mean, I want video game movies to be good. Everybody does. Not like that is sorry excuse for a movie called Assassin's Creed. Everybody does, but they always let you down. Like Michael Fassbender in Assassin's Creed. So, uh, the big one that I have is the verses, And a little announcement with uh, video game movies. We're kind of mixing in that little primordial ooze here. Uncharted. Sony is going to be releasing an Uncharted movie. And I want to match, for Versus, the three uh, people who I think fans and one who actually got it. Uh, so, two and one. Uh, one, obviously... Nathan Fillion from Firefly, and he was in the Uncharted fan film. Yes. Which he did a really great job <laughs> at. I think he played a hell of a Nathan, of a Nathan Drake. Um, I main, th- mainstream Nathan Fillion was, I um, mean, you know, the, everybody in the nerd community will know him from Firefly, but he was also in Castle. Lost. He's also doing... Um, oh, uh, that guy. He also, he also did... Yeah. He also did Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Dr. Horrible. Oh, my yeah, God. As I Captain was forced Hammer. to watch Castle at one point. Yeah. Um, and then he's also doing, um, on a show called ABC, called The Rookie. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm a big, big fan of Nathan Fillion. Yeah. But, I mean, it's always going to be Firefly. It's going to be... Yeah, you where know. you know him from. He did a good job. I went back and I watched a good bit of Firefly. I li- I liked it for what it was. I mean, the, the one season and then the movie that segued into the movie would really put a good ending on the show as far as, like, because they didn't get to encapsulate it correctly, but mm. they did it well. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, it's always going to be, and Malcolm Reynolds is always going to be Nathan Fillion. So, the other one that they did have, who they said was very close to getting the role, was Ryan Reynolds, which I think that could have worked. Ryan Reynolds has that funny comedy, he has that action orientation, so he has, you know, the stunt, he has the charisma, I think he could have pulled that off. My only, my only concern with Ryan Reynolds is because he's... nothing like him. Yeah, well, that, but, yeah, he could pull it off, that... I'm not saying he can't do a good job. It's just that he's been so inundated with Deadpool. Yeah. That a lot of Deadpool stuff too. He's been really <clears> proactive <throat> with that. Which Especially is why with the Hugh Jackman war. Yeah, which is why which is why when we see him as Pikachu, we can accept that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's because of his delivery with Deadpool. We can accept him talking as Pikachu because I, of his delivery I get with a, Deadpool. I get a nerd hard on for Detective Pikachu for a completely separate reason. That's the the realism of the CGI Pokemon. In you that were supposed real to world. keep the D. I love that. To the DMs, please. <laughs> that is true, but I'm throwing out a whole bunch of Ds. <laughs> Ds for everyone. Lady, his numbers are. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, <clears throat> the winner really boggles my mind. I love the actor. I have no doubt. That he's going to give it his all. He's going to be 
Well, he's going to be good. Did he spoil it already? He might have. So that's kind of a little tip of the hat to you. But it is Tom Holland. It is going to be Nathan Drake in the Sony adaptation of Uncharted. So Tom Holland, obviously, Spider-Man fame. He has another movie, I believe Cherry, he was... Uh, working on from another director he was working with, I think for uh, Endgame, no, uh, I forget. But this one, obviously, kind of big for comic books, if it's good. We may or may not, like, throw up a poll about this, but, like, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll leave an option if we do to, um... Add who you think. A write-in. We'll do a, we'll do a write-in. Because honestly, it's a... I'm still like Nathan. I still like Nathan Fillion, man. I I really don't accept Tom Holland, but I know he's going to do a good job because he's that kind of guy. I could say, I mean, there's a couple actors that come to my mind. Like, Jamie Costa, he's the one that does... He's doing a, a fan film of Obi-Wan right now. Okay. He did a fan film of, uh, of Han Solo. Really good, in my opinion. Um, and then he did... Uh, and he does a lot of spot-on impressions as far as, like, uh, Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. and... and uh, uh, Robin Williams and and W and you know he's he's pretty he's really solid as far as a speaking of W there's always Christian Bale there's, if he can go yeah. from the machinist to Dick Cheney yeah. he can do anything he really could do anything which I, I mean, mean I would I would he accept would become Bale. the character I would accept Christian Bale because you know that man is going to be Nathan Drake Quite hands literally. down <laughs> hands down he would become him yeah. So, I mean, you know, he could. I mean, Hugh Jackman could do it, too. Yeah. Hugh Jackman would be good. He would be a good one, because... I mean, over Tom Holland, I just think, no offense, but I think he's too young for the role. If you were going to do, it like, a like a 20-year origin story, like, have him as, like, the prelude... Yeah, but I don't see him as my main character. No. Like, yeah, I see, him, <laughs> I see him as a young Nathan Drake, absolutely, but you give me Nolan North over that. Fuck that, man. Jesus. Nolan North would be... He would be ideal, because he's the voice actor for Nathan Drake in the series, but... Uh, <laughs> he grumbles a lot. <laughs> He's a grumbly old man. Um, you know, give me Bane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, w- I would accept Bane in that role. Tom Hardy is, is yeah. way better as Nathan Drake than Tom Holland. Was. Exactly. Oh, give me Venom. Yeah, give me Venom. I'll take Venom over that over Spider Man, <laughs> hands down. But well, that's, like, that's where the problem lies out for me. I don't agree with that choice of Tom Holland. I would have rather you chose Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, give me Michael Sarah at that point. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we turn it. <laughs> oh my god, that would be a horrible like parody movie. Yeah, Uncharted with Michael Sarah. It wouldn't be Uncharted. It would be know. This Is Charted. <laughs> Completely charted. I'm Just, not stealing. <laughs> charted. Discovered territory. <laughs> But, I mean, on that kind of bombshell there, that's really all I have for uh, the news, man. It's uh, coming into the springtime. We do have a couple of uh, anime coming out. Attack on Titan next month. One Punch Man coming back for the second season. You have uh, My Hero Academia in the following in October. So, lots of stuff there, obviously. We still have Jessica Jones yet to come out on Netflix this year. 
Um, Congrats, Kristen, on your pregnancy, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's I'm, I'm excited for that one because I still think it's going to be good. I think they did even add in uh, Luke Cage into the third season as well, kind of finishing off their story arc. So I think there could be some closure Well, he there. started there. He should end there. That's, yeah. that's just fair. And I like it. So there's a lot of good stuff coming up, a lot of stuff coming up uh, from us as well. Obviously, we're going to try to get Kelly back here for maybe another secret surprise like I hinted at before that I'm not going to tell you until Kelly. And um, we Twitchy might be, we Wilson. M- we might be uh, live uh, from the delivery room. Yeah. Live from the delivery room is Bajangers and Wallhangers. That's supposed to be a secret. Okay. He's <laughs> not supposed to know. I wanted the fans to have a chance to pull it out, okay? Do, what would you rather see us live from, okay? I'm giving her, I'm giving Kelly's wife an option, okay? Elise, we love you. From the delivery room. <laughs> We'll be in the corner. You won't even notice we're there. It'll be educational. Or, or, the baby room. We'll be waiting there, like sports commentators, waiting as the, we're waiting here as baby Collins comes through the door. We'll all have our makeshift fences (laughs) looking over, you know. Excuse me, Mr. and Miss Collins, there are three very weird young men over in the baby wing. One looks like the guy from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the other one keeps running to the bathroom, and the other guy has a weird fedora. Are they with you? <sighs> they say they're with a podcast. Let them in. <laughs> Is how I see it going in my head. <laughs> I'll leave the fedora at home if you want, okay? <laughs> I'm throwing that out there. I'm trying to negotiate here. So hopefully baby Collins will be coming. Lil Twitchy, we can call him. Lil Twitch. Twitchy Lil Twitch. Jr. <laughs> or uh, Too Twitchy? Today Jr. I was thinking off of Too Millie. Too Twitchy. Too Twitchy. And then you can make a dance and then make it popular so Epic and Fortnite could use it. And then you could sue them just like the other three and get nowhere. See? Redundancy. Love it. Disappointing plans aside. On that bombshell, we're going to end off the podcast this week. Thank you very much for watching, boys and girls. I want to thank Lucy Goosey for watching, which is the person who commented on our iTunes saying how they they listen to every single one, they love the show, and they love the new edition, Kelly. So, obviously, he's not You got here. love, Kelly. Kelly does have love out there. He has his own fans. So I want to send that love out to Lucy Goosey. I also want to send love out to 610 Savage or the valet at my work, Marcos. He listens to us while him and his buddy go fishing and went through the Triforce, the comic universe, and a couple podcasts that they're working through as well. Like always, I'd love to thank you guys for watching and listening on the Facebook, on the uh, podcast, on the, the SoundCloud, Twitcher, and all that. We are on YouTube. Old man and I are working on something to where we could put out these Facebook videos and actually add some different stuff in there so you have a different, a little bit more content coming from us. And that'll come up a, the day before this podcast goes live on Facebook. So we'll have lots of different ways of seeing us and a lot of different things out there. Thank you very much for watching and thank you for listening, Bob. We'll see you next week, boys and girls. Game on, Walljangers. Bye-bye. As a side note, I'm just throwing this out there. Um, I said bye-bye! Shut up! (laughs) As a side note, um, of course, the MS Walk and the MS Mudrunner are coming up. 
if you look up and you want to participate on a team, Linda's Mucking Neurons, uh, feel free to sign up. Still you don't have to donate for anything onto the page directly. You can, you'll get your own donation link. You can send that to, to your friends. Um, the goal is, is to, you know, of course, it's you know, to fund the research to NMS. But mm-hmm. any dollar is a dollar forwarded. If you get two hundred fifty dollars uh, underneath your name for the team, we get um, courtesy tents and stuff like that that are facilitated for us. We also get highlighted on their newsletter. Um, and then there are also other tchotchkes and things that will happen as far as like events and, and things that will happen. And this is actually really important, getting the, uh, the funds there for the research. Because so often some people where you'll see these, uh, these fundraisers and stuff for different types of research for different diseases going out, but you don't really see where that money's going. Certain treatments are now available because of this research to actually treat different forms of cancer now, different ways of going about it, which make it less invasive and different ways like that. Same thing with MS. There's a lot of strides with research going out there that this is helping to fund. And it's actually a really good cause because your dollar could be that breaking point to your, it's, they're literally a good thing. I think I heard it on Joe Rogan. He's like, you're a dollar away from breaking, you know, ground. Yeah. And revolutionary. And you don't know whose dollar is going to do it. That's why you got to help fund it. Yeah, I mean, you know, any dollar would help. And I know there's a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of politics yeah. around around the issues as far as medical treatment and stuff like that. With that aside, yeah, you know, we can't we can't fix the things that uh, that are out of our control. You know, we can only fix you know the you know what's within ourselves, and you know that's why one our vote counts because a lot of the stuff that stems from that. Not that I'm trying to get on my political soapbox but i want to use my forum for good absolutely um you know if you believe in certain things talk to your politicians talk to your representatives find out where their stance is and if you don't agree with them vote them out i am wholeheartedly like you have a voice and if you don't don't find a candidate that it likes you know is lying with your voice run yourself there's nothing stopping you not making a decision is a decision in itself. You know Dr. who that's Phil. from? Dr. Motherfucking Phil. I didn't know I was going to love that man so much. <laughs> Fill in the blanks. Fill in the blanks podcast. If you haven't listened to it, fucking phenomenal. Steve Harvey. Uh, Shaq. Shaq. Dak Shepard. Kathy Bates. Off he, the jump. He, he will be talking to Ron White at some point. And it's just a great podcast, both of a side note, not to kind of take off of the MS thing. But Dr. <laughs> Phil, really good and inspiration was my point, because by not choosing, you are still making that choice, and it's not helping anybody by not voting, not choosing, not donating. You're still making that choice of not. Try being a yes man. Uh, I, have a, I have a saying called, be the solution. It's... Um, not the EA? Not the EA. <laughs> Um, I'm proud of myself on that one. <laughs> it's okay. I got it. <laughs> Thanks. But um, I adapted that from from listening to uh, Terry Crews of all people. He's you got you got there's there's a, another one. There's a video out there with him. Um, oh yeah, and watch it. And it's like after after motiv- watching that, it's, it's moving and it's very touching. Ha- he is even stronger of a person. 
after watching him speak out about what happened to him, essentially. And he was abused. He was. He was, um, he was uh, being sexually harassed. And, you know, because, you know, he, he's a very timid guy, even though he's, you know, I mean, he's yeah. Terry Crews. He's Terry Crews, but he's still, you know, on he's, that side, modest. And, one yeah. of the, you could just tell he's a gentle soul. He, he takes what he does as a gift every day. And, um, like the meme of the woman trying to use his picture for her credit card that said, you must have signed consent. He tweeted back, this is signed consent from Terry Crews. <laughs> Get me on your card, girl. Make your bad decisions, but I'm going to be judging you. <laughs> and he's the best in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes, yes. Um, That's but... the recent series I'm taking him through. Okay. As he puts... It has its moments. It has its moments. Take... Trying to expand his, uh, his his views in these different shows that I've seen that I absolutely love. <laughs> from, it's interesting seeing his perspective on From it. a world of only scientific journals to... Uh, My other, demented mind. <laughs> Good luck. No, but like if you read... If, if, and if I find the video, I'll throw out the, I'll throw out the link on in the comment section. You will them. not throw out link. Not link. Oh, the, I will throw oh, out the link. Yeah, I got confused. Uh, um, in the comment section of, of the video where, like, he, he when he was training day, when he was highlighted in that, he didn't get paid for that. He just hung around the set. Just, <laughs> just want to be part of it. Just be part of it. And all he did was just clap the birds. That's all he had to do. That's all he had to do. And then, like... Malibu's he, most wanted. And, yeah, when, when he segued into that and... and he was then, in CB4, too. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, White Chicks. Yeah. His... His... Character in White Chicks was just spot on. It was spot on. It's, it's definitely spot on. Still, you pop that on today, you're gonna laugh. <coughs> Absolutely fantastic. But the moment he had, like the epiphany moment, was um, it was uh, the Expendables. Yeah. Where he went from, like, he started becoming complacent, and then he had that that moment of clarity where he's like. I need to just have fun again. I yeah. need to have enjoy what I'm doing here. Exactly. And because he did that, because that gear switched, and he's had that gear switch in that mode ever since, um, Sylvester Stallone took note and started giving him more time and let him... There was a couple scenes in that movie in the first Expendables that weren't even in Britain. Yeah. Because of his change of attitude, Yeah. he got... He was allowed to, to do it. And it was just that much, that that change. So I'm not saying, I'm just saying, Dr. Phil, get, get Ter- Terry Crews on your program. Terry Crews, get get Terry Crews. Um, Terry loves yogurt. But he said that from that <laughs> moment on, he was be the solution. And and that's... Uh, that's a good quote, too. That from that moment, uh, I've been trying to, you know, help um, my wife with her, with, you know, with her disease and, and trying to move that along, so... Could see a cure in her lifetime. I it's possible, man. Like I said, it's a dollar away. So donate today. Definitely help out uh, the MS Walk. Want to get more money out there researching different kinds of things that we can actually help prevent by putting money towards scientific research. We have somebody elected in office who doesn't typically think that science is a thing. Um, that it can't be proven over and over and over again, you know, conclusively. 
Same I, guy who thinks staring at the sun is a good idea. Yeah. You know, we're not going to mention any names. <laughs> you know, uh, he mentioned, might yeah. have mentioned to grab them by the pussy. Um, um, I do know that he did get a Stone Cold Stunner, though. Okay. Some people don't believe in science, but you can support it. So we definitely want to help uh, all the research to communities in general with who are helping move our society and people forward, so they can enjoy more of their life. That's the point of our long, drawn out roundabout uh, ending of sorts. So what he's trying to say is, is that much like MS. Um, we want to get the awareness and funding out there. Any dollar is a good dollar. Yeah. Um, um, but if there's a cause that you want us to help promote, by all means, put it in the comment section. Like, share, and subscribe our podcast. Or they can even email us, Chris. At pjandwh at gmail.com. Um, you can also reach out on the Facebook Messenger. We do have a call line. It's listed on the Facebook page. You can also reach out, put a comment onto the SoundCloud, tuned in, iTunes, yeah, Stitcher, I, I will receive a comment and we'll be able to facilitate something for you. We so. will respond post-haste. We have three people just waiting for your comments and calls. Do you have a, a suggestion for verses that you'd like us to discuss here on the program? You want to be part of the program. You want to have your own podcast and you want us to help you get along. Contact us, man. P-J-A-N-D-W-H at gmail.com And... That's where you're going to find it, man. We are more than willing to gladly help out everybody out there. Namaste. Game on. Much love. And we will see you next time, boys and girls. Thank you so much, Bob. Savage and Lucy Goosey. Bye-bye.